You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Coke, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jackie Coke, and today I wanted to dive into a topic that we've been putting a lot of thought into over at my company, People Principles. Let me tell you a little bit why. The majority of our clients both on HR projects, toolkits, all that stuff, but also mostly for our recruiting are small businesses and startups, specifically because Molly and I both spent the better part of the last 10 years working in startups. We know for a fact that some people are built to work in small businesses and startups, and some people are built to work best in larger organizations. It's just the reality. Some people have more success working in more structured environments, and it's just a different work style in a large organization, right? And some people are better suited for that, while some truly thrive in smaller businesses and smaller organizations. That's why if you spend any time with startup founders or venture capital folks, you're going to hear them say, make sure you hire people with startup experience. And I know if you're not watching the video, you can't see my air quotes, but that's what they'll say. And over the years, as technology platforms have been what I would say democratized and more and more small businesses have access to the same tools and stuff that technology startups have, I actually think the most successful hires don't necessarily have to have startup experience to go into startups. But instead, I've found common core traits that everybody should have if you're going to work for a small business, regardless if you are going to a startup or going to a small business, because it's really the same thing, right? There's not actually that much of a difference between working within a small business to working within a startup, except some small businesses maybe don't have as much software and technology. But honestly, I think if they're going to continue to be in business over the next five years, they're going to have to do all the same things anyways. I think it's the exact same core traits, to be honest. And not only do people have to have these core traits to be successful in small businesses, I think that you actually have to love working in small businesses. Otherwise, it can be challenging. And so over the last, gosh, three months, Molly and I have been racking our brains. And Molly works with me over at People Principles. You've probably heard her on the show. And we've been thinking through all of the people we've hired and worked with over the last few years that have been really successful in startups. And as we've been going through this exercise, we've identified some commonalities that they all have. And I wanted to share them with you here. So the first would be skill versatility. And that really is the ability for someone to perform a variety of tasks or roles competently, basically like generalists. So they basically can do a lot of different things. They basically have skill sets that they can do a little bit of everything because in small businesses where resources are limited, having team members who can pivot from project management to customer service to even like basic IT problem solving skills is like a huge asset. Speaking from someone who's had to manage IT, HR, office management, all of that stuff in small businesses, the more people you have who can do a little bit of everything, the better. It allows for flexibility because you can put people into different things, right? And you can maximize your resources. You can adapt quickly to changing needs without having to bring in specialized talent for every little thing that you need to do. So 
in a nutshell, hiring people who have skill versatility enhances your team's ability to be agile and efficient. You could also just summarize skill versatility means hiring generalists, which I've talked a lot about on the show, but skill versatility is huge, especially in small businesses. I think I forgot to mention that there's four common traits that you should hire into your business. So the first one is that. The second one is tech savvy. So usually, mentioned this earlier, small businesses do not have anybody dedicated to IT support. So basic tech skills are a non-negotiable. You have to be comfortable with everyday software like Microsoft Office or Google Suite. Like that's a no-brainer and that's a non-negotiable. But being tech savvy goes beyond that. It means that people are able and really good at using various digital tools that are essential for your business to function and grow. So being tech savvy in a small business means you can quickly learn and adapt to new technologies that could benefit the business. And it's not just about knowing how to use the tools, but understanding how to leverage them effectively to meet your business's goals, objectives, or whatever needs to be done. Understanding how the technology can actually help the business be more efficient is critical. You can't just know how to use a project management tool. Oh yeah, I check out this box. I click here to do this. Yep, that's what I do. Like You actually want to have people who know how to leverage the use of the project management tool to make their jobs better. That is going to be a non-negotiable as your business starts to grow. Even if you are not using a lot of tech now in your business, you need to. Like You're going to have to get on board with it because you're going to have no choice very soon. So tech savvy, we believe, is definitely a core trait that everybody, regardless of the job, needs to have. The third would be that they are nimble. So they have the ability to move quickly and easily. They can adapt to new situations or challenges or things that kind of come up every day or every month. And when you're a small business, a lot of times what you're working on this week, all of a sudden you have a new idea and you're trying something new the next week. And you want people who are nimble enough to understand the ebbs and flows and going with those changes and being adaptable to those. Being nimble also means that you can pivot effectively figure out solutions to problems with minimal resources, because let's be honest, most of you need people who are scrappy. You don't have unlimited funds. You don't have big budgets to be able to do a lot of the things that bigger companies do. So you want people who are able to be creative in their solutioning, find solutions that don't cost a lot of money, don't take up a lot of energy, don't take a lot of time. They're resourceful. And being nimble also means you can make decisions quickly and understand what's happening and quickly make decisions to move forward. You don't need to go through a bunch of red tape and layers or wait for a bunch of people's approval to move forward with something. Like your small business is dynamic, I'm sure, and ever-changing. And so being able to switch gears is super crucial. And being able to figure out scrappy ways to just get the shit done is what you need. And so we believe that is when people are nimble. That one is so critical. And then the last one is they have initiative. At first I was like, oh, self-starter, self-motivated, disciplined. What does this all mean? Or it takes ownership. There's a bunch of ways you could say this word, but I really like initiative. And the way that we've defined this is that they have the ability to take proactive approaches to tasks and challenges. And it's not just about doing the job, 
but seeking out opportunities to make it better, innovate, get it done. So people with initiative are often self-starters or self-motivated and don't need to be micromanaged. They can identify what needs to be done. They take action independently. They care a lot about achieving their goals and doing what they say they're going to do, finishing stuff. And they take full ownership of things. So that is also a piece of initiative is like taking ownership of, okay, this project needs to get done. I'm owning the fact that it's getting done. So if I know that I need something from somebody else or a deadline is is coming up and I don't think I'm going to be able to complete the thing on time, I take initiative to be like, hey, so-and-so, I know we committed to having this by this date. I'm not sure if it's going to get done because of X, Y, Z. This is what I'm doing. They take ownership. And that is what you need in your business. You need people to have initiative and take ownership and get stuff done. Now, I haven't done any sort of study on this, but we feel like hiring people who have these four core traits will drastically increase your hiring success by a significant amount, even if they don't have the other skills you need. I'm not saying that you shouldn't look for other specific skills. For example, let's say you're hiring a full-time copywriter. Obviously, some other skills that you're going to look for is that they know how to write or they know how to write concisely. Like if there's different things that you're going to look for in a copywriter and that's skill specific to that job. I feel like I'm saying the obvious here, but let's just say that you didn't look for that and you only looked for these four traits that I just mentioned, I would put money on the person that you hired could still be successful in your business. Maybe they got to shift into a different role or something like that. But honestly, I really bet if you actually hired people who really have skill versatility, who really are tech savvy, who really are nimble and who really do take initiative, I bet almost any job could be figured out by somebody and you would make significantly better hires. I wonder if there would be a way to do a study on that, but I'm going through all of my historical knowledge of hiring people over the last 15 years and so did Molly. And these are all of the things that we're finding consistent with everyone that we know who's really awesome and has been really successful and really great to work with in a small business. So now that you know what the four core traits are, you can figure out ways to assess them in your interview process. Now, if I knew exactly how to assess all of these skills without fail, I would be rich, but I don't. I don't think that there actually is one perfect way to do this for every company. But that said, I obviously do have some recommendations based on what we've done in the past, and I'm going to share them with you here. Again, this is not end-all be-all, but these are just some recommendations on how, as you're going through a hiring process with somebody, to start to look for these things. First thing I'm going to say, I always say this, but make sure you're creating interview questions specifically related to these traits and make sure you're digging into these traits during every single interview. Again, we talk about structured hiring processes and why it's so important to ask every candidate the exact same things during the interviews because you're going to reduce bias, do a better job assessing. There's a bunch of reasons. You probably heard all of my thoughts on this in the past. Create interview questions specifically around these things and assign them to every interview. We recommend that you have candidates go through two interviews, maybe three Any more than that, you don't need that many, if I'm being totally honest, although we never win this argument with clients. Clients most always want to do a lot more interviews, which if you're prepared properly, you should be able to figure it out within three. But I will let you decide what's best for your business. So now I want to go through each of the four skills and just give you some tips on how to assess for it. So some tips to assess for skill versatility is 
ask behavioral interview questions. And that is, tell me about a time when X, Y, Z. Tell me about a time when you had to do this or this happened and how did you respond? That is a behavioral-based interview question. And ask it about previous jobs or projects where they had to wear multiple hats or handle many different aspects of the job or the project that they were working on. Another thing is to review their previous experience and specifically look for jobs or projects that required varied skills. So for example, some previous jobs that typically require a lot of different skills would be project managers, executive assistants, general managers of hotels, restaurants, retail stores, customer service managers, operations managers, and event planners. All are really good jobs where people probably had to learn a little bit about a lot of things. And that's really what you're looking for. Let's say you're interviewing for a marketing manager and that they were like a manager at some sort of a restaurant or something in the past on their resume. You could ask them the question of looking back when you managed this restaurant, what skills or things did you learn then that would make you a good fit for this marketing manager role? And why I like that question is because you can tell if they understand why having a variety of different skills has helped them in their career. It also helps you assess if they're a little bit of a strategic thinker, and it helps you dig deeper than what they would typically say they were responsible for their time in the general manager role. And so that's a great question that I typically ask. And usually the best candidates can literally say exactly the skills and what they learned in that job and how it helped them in future jobs. Some of maybe the less great candidates typically get stumped and they just go over their responsibilities and they don't actually tie it back to what they learned or how it helped them develop. They just will say, oh, I did this there. And it doesn't really answer your question. So that is one thing that I typically do in interviews, if it's helpful. So some tips to assess for tech savviness would be have them do a short little project that requires them to use a tech tool. So how I do this, and I don't make the projects usually very long, but I will ask them to send me a video. So I'll be like, okay, next steps in the process are for you to record a short little video telling me about yourself and answering these questions please film it in the software platform Loom and send it to me. And Loom is a very easy video platform that anybody who's tech savvy can figure out if they haven't used it yet. Half the time people know what it is, half the time they don't. And the tech savvy ones who have never used it before can go to the Loom website, figure out how to create a free account and do the project. If they can't figure it out or they're having a lot of questions along the way, That's a red flag to me. Now, that might seem a little bit mean, but it's true. If you can't figure out how to use Loom in my business, you're probably not going to be able to be super successful. And that's just the reality. And it's harsh, but it's true. Another thing I'll do is, let's say it's a social media person. I'll be like, take a look at our last three social media posts and put down some thoughts on things that you would change in them that could help us get more email subscribers. Put your thoughts in a Google Doc and share the Google Doc with me. And I specifically say share the Google Doc with me because one, it helps me see if they follow instructions. It also helps me see if they figure out how to share a Google Doc. And I know this sounds like a mean trick, but if somebody sends me a Word document or a Canva document or a Pages document and doesn't send me a Google Doc, they didn't follow the instructions and it makes me wonder if they actually are tech savvy. So those are some ways that I assess for that during the interview process. 
And then for interview questions, this would be a good place to actually use scenario-based questions. You could give them a problem that you're facing in your business or a struggle and ask them how they would use technology to solve that problem. What would they do? What platforms could we look at? How would you go about using technology to help make something more efficient or solve this business problem? So those are good ways to assess for tech savviness. Tips for how to assess if somebody is nimble is ask interview questions about how they've had to come up with unique out-of-the-box solutions to problems. Tell me about a time when you had to figure out how to do something you didn't know how to do, something like that. You could also role play. So you could talk about a current issue you're having and just start to like ideate on how they would go about fixing it, how they respond to questions you ask about it. And all of that would be a great way for assessing that. You could also ask them to send over a case study of a problem they had to solve in a former company and ask them to present to you on how they arrived to the best way to move forward. So seeing how they prepare for the presentation or conduct themselves during the presentation is a good way to assess that. And then tips for assessing initiative. So look back at their previous jobs. And as you're going through the different companies and jobs that they've had, you want to assess if they were pulled from that job or pushed out of that job. What I mean by that is if they're pulled out of the job, it's like they intentionally left for a reason. That reason is related to their own growth or their own opportunity or something like that. They may have been laid off and that doesn't necessarily mean they were pushed out. Being pushed out means like, well, I hit my max and they just weren't going to do anything about it. It really just depends because somebody saying I reached my max, I wanted to do more, I wanted to grow more, they couldn't do it, so I found a new job, could be a version of being pulled out. But you can also tell when you're asking questions about why they left a job, if the company pushed them out or they just were not a great fit. So you can usually figure that out in the way that they talk about it. You're also looking for trends here. Every single job doesn't need to be that they were pulled out, but you're looking for trends. A players will most of the time have left because they were looking for their next opportunity. Not so great players stay at companies for too long until all of a sudden there's nothing left for them and they're forced to go look for a new job. So you're looking for trends in that. And you want to pay attention to how quickly they follow up with you or respond to things. Do they wait three days to respond to your emails for next steps? Do they respond right away? Just start to pay attention to that. People who respond quickly or take initiative to follow up with you or take initiative to offer you something you didn't ask for during the interview process, that's a great sign. A thank you note is a very great sign. I don't think it should be a deal breaker by any means, but if they do send you a follow-up after your interview, that is a really great sign. And then you could also ask them to put together a short overview of what they would need from you in order to be successful in their first 90 days. You'll see how clearly they can say, okay, this is what I will need from you. This is how I would go about doing this. If that presentation is more like, I'll just wait and see what's needed. I don't know. Versus, okay, In the first 30 days, I'll need a full list of all of our clients. When's the last time they purchased? What products they purchased? If they know exactly what they would need in order to do their job well, you can gather that from a project. So that is how you would assess for initiative. Of course, this is 
not an exhaustive list. Those are just some tips that I've used that I think could be helpful. There are a lot of different ways to interview people, a lot of different interview questions to ask people, but those are just a few tips that we do in most of our interviews to assess for these things. Again, we went over the core traits that you should hire into your small business, the ones that we feel are common from startups to small businesses alike, and those four core traits again are that the person has skill versatility, that they are tech savvy, that they are nimble and they have initiative. Those four things alone, I think will truly help you make much better hires. Now, I would not put money on the line that you'll never get it wrong because that's impossible. You're dealing with humans, but I would be willing to bet you'd have a lot more hiring success if you really doubled down on looking for those four things. So Molly and I have been hard at work creating toolkits for you to learn where to find people for your open jobs. And the next one is how to assess them properly so that you make better hiring decisions. So it's a whole toolkit on how to do an interview process and selection process where we give you more than just these tips. We give you the full process that we use and implement. And it's a simple process you can use and implement to make clear, good hiring decisions. We've basically taken all of our experience and packaged it into actionable, low-cost toolkits to help you get the hiring thing right in your business. So go check it out over at my company, People Principles. I'm really proud of that. And I'm really excited for you to get access to it because I really believe it's going to help you in your business in doing the people stuff right. So thanks for tuning in as always. That's a wrap on another episode of Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now, because guess what? You're the boss now. You listen to the show because you care about doing the people stuff right in your business, and I commend you for that. At my company, People Principles, our mission is to help more small businesses succeed, and we believe that building a thriving, high-performing team with the right systems in place is crucial to making that happen. That's why we've got our incredible toolkit shop. It's your one-stop destination for everything HR and team related. Each toolkit is loaded with everything we've ever done in-house with high growth startups from hiring processes to performance management to handbooks. It's all there. And we've built these toolkits specifically with you in mind, the small business owner, because what you need at 10 to 30 people is very different from what you need over a hundred people. So don't wait and head over to peopleprinciples.co forward slash toolkits and explore our complete people operations toolkits. It's like having an HR expert in your back pocket, walking you through the journey to building a thriving team and a thriving business. 